In today's episode with author Ann White, we are discussing practical ways to study the Bible more in 2024. And this is for all of my busy moms, all of my busy friends, anyone who is ever busy or who just struggles to open their Bible or to stop being distracted. So on today's conversation, we are talking about courage, love, and power and how they pour into every area of our lives when we're faithful to read God's word and when we choose presence with him. We discuss important topics like the common lies we believe about reading the Bible and how to overcome them, books of the Bible you can start reading right away, the best ways to understand and retain what you read, the primary reasons why we stop reading and how to overcome them, and so much more. If you enjoy this conversation, make sure to check out episode 75, which is an episode I recorded alone. It's actually one of my most popular episodes called How I Study the Bible, which Bible translations I recommend, scripture memorizations, and my honest thoughts on quiet time and devotionals. Let's jump into today's conversation. At the end of our days, we want to be proud of how we spent that day. At the end of our lives, we want to be equally proud of the decisions that we've made. To do this, we need to face the hard. We need to talk it out. We need to lean into community, relatability, and understanding. We need to hear how other people got it together, how they overcame the shame, hurt, toxicity, and past trauma, and chose to move forward but nobody talks about the hard stuff enough. Life is tough and confusing, and yet we try to glide over the struggles like the glaze on a donut and expect to come out unscathed on the other side. We don't deal with the hard, we just keep moving forward, distracting ourselves with scrolling, Netflix binges, and a busy, busy life. But none of us wanna feel like we're drowning or settling in the one life that we've been given, and that's where this show comes in. I long to be a piece of the puzzle that not only extends a hand, but comes alongside of you to live well, and to live with joy. On the Living Easy podcast, I dig deep and talk about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing. We talk about the nitty gritty of marriage from living like roommates to the confusion of sex and intimacy. We talk about the reality of losing friendships and the art of making new ones as an adult because let's be honest, it is not always easy. And we explore essential life principles like real forgiveness, making perfect memories in imperfect homes, and how to deepen your relationship with God in a way that genuinely changes how you live and how you love. God has used the Living Easy podcast to touch hearts in nearly every country in this world. I started this journey with just a computer on my lap as a nursing mom. And since that point, I've had the incredible privilege of connecting with millions of people worldwide through my platforms and through my online courses, such as The Wife Project, From Roommates to Soulmates. At the heart of it all, it is people who make my world go round. Relationships matter, and how you feel about your life at the end of your life is of great importance. And that is why I pour my heart into connecting with you. People are everything to me, and I share my own stories of my mess, the hardships, and my big mistakes on this podcast, paired with all of the wisdom and the lessons that I have learned along the way to bring you freedom. So let's be friends, click subscribe, grab your favorite warm beverage, and get cozy. I'm Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. This is Lindsay Maestas, and today I am here with Ann White, author of Courage for Life Study Bible for Women and the Courage for Life Study Bible for Men. Thank you so much, Ann, for jumping on in the crazy, hectic new year <laughs> to talk to my audience. 
Thank you, Lindsay, for having me. It's great to be here and it's exciting. I really love the new year because there's just so many possibilities and uh, so much to look forward to. Yeah, I agree. Do you, are you somebody who sets resolutions or do you kind of put resolutions aside and do that throughout the year? You know, I do, you know, I am kind of a, a taskmaster, so I probably, you know, have my resolutions all throughout the year. But at the beginning of the year, I do think about, you know, how do I want this year to be different? What would God be calling me to do differently this year or uh, either take away from it or add to my schedule? And so I do take that moment in time to contemplate, you know, and think about how, Things transpired through the last year, all of the good and all of the bad and what maybe I learned from it and how I can bring that into the new year and and get a you know, fresh start. Yeah, I completely understand that. And I feel like I can relate. I think I'm in between the two this year where last year was just a long season of self-evaluation and self-awareness and kind of determining the things that I want out of my life. And it's so interesting because sometimes when I do that, I find myself seeping into a little bit of shame where it's maybe this constant desire to be better instead of sometimes just resting in who I am and who Jesus made me to be. And I think it's great to have goals, but I think sometimes we place so much on our shoulders that we then lose sight of all that we have. And so one of the things I I really was excited to talk today about courage as a whole, because I think that life takes courage, faith takes courage, parenthood, marriage, it all takes courage. And if we're not fostering that within ourselves and determining, is that something I'm actually working to strengthen and nurture, then we can lose out on so much in our lives because we're focused on fear. So talking about the new year, one of the things I wanted to ask you is for people who struggle with shame in whether it's their past or feeling like they just can't ever reach that mark, in your opinion, what does a courageous faith look like in the thick of that when they're not believing in themselves Mm -hmm. and when they're living in shame and fear? You know, I used to think of courage as something we would do, you know, uh, whether it's ride a roller coaster or um, take on something that we're afraid of, and that can be courageous. But the way I look at courage in a maybe a biblical sense or a relationship with the Lord sense, I should say, is courage is about taking a necessary risk, something to me that God is calling me to change or to do or to step out in faith. Courage is taking that risk and trusting him with the outcome. Mm. That was something I was afraid to do for most all of my life because I really always tried to think about what were the possibilities on the other side of those steps. You know, if God was calling me to either enter a relationship or end a relationship, start a new career or something like that, I had to sit back and think, what was going to happen on the other side if I did this or this? Whereas if I'm confident that God has called me to do something, really courage is just about taking those steps and going ahead, whether it seems fearful or you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You know Mm -hmm. that God's calling you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that can be very courageous. And, and we wake up each day with different things happening in our lives. So courage is not something that we get one time. Yes, we do build our courage muscles by exercising them and by doing things that we're afraid to do more often mm. uh, or that we're hesitant to do. But really courage is a daily choice. We get up yeah. that day and we say, okay, today I really am going to step out in faith. If God's calling me to talk to someone about their faith or to share the gospel or do something more practical in my own life, what steps am I going to take today to start walking in that direction or to complete that assignment that God's given me? Mm, yeah, that's good. Well, and I think as we come into the new year with the plans that we have, there can be so many factors. Like you said, every day is different. We don't know always what to expect or what God has in store, but I think it's kind of keeping our eyes open to what his plan is, even if it doesn't necessarily fit our plan. And so one thing I would right. ask you is as we go into the new year and we have these goals, we go in like ready and mighty and courageous a lot of the time. Like I'm going to do this. Yeah. Why do you think it is, in your opinion, that a lot of the time we fall off and we get fearful, we live in the imposter syndrome, we just kind of hide and shrink back when at, at first we had such great plans? Why do you think that happens? You know, I can speak for myself and a lot of times it is about getting busy. You know, I was asking uh, a group and doing some research on why do so many people own Bibles and yet so few people actually read them. Mm, yeah. And one of the number one uh, answers as to why they don't is because they're busy. And I, I deal with that. I have a very busy, I lead a very busy life. My husband's retired. We travel a lot. Um, we have six grandchildren. And so um, I know I'm talking to a lot of moms yeah. today. And so I'm speaking as a grandmother, but I know the moms are even busier. You know, the kids have got to be to, um, whether it's school or sporting events or activities, church, you've got so much we can put on our plate today and it's all great stuff. But I think the enemy of accomplishing those goals that we set out at the first of the year is truly sometimes getting busy. Mm -hmm. Then the other enemy, I would say, would be our own mindset because Satan attacks our mind. He can't read our minds um, from what we've studied, mm -hmm. you know, in God's right. word. We know that he attacks our yeah. minds and he puts thoughts in our minds to put doubt and discouragement. And you talked about shame earlier. Um, we can be our own worst enemy in our yeah. mind and we can discourage ourselves and we can just build on the doubt. So I think those two things, I think we can allow Satan to let our schedules get busy so that we don't accomplish the things that God's calling us mm -hmm. to do. And then secondly, I think we can be just, you know, let discouragement come in. And so that's where God calls us over and over again throughout his word to, you know, protect our minds, renew our minds and concentrate on the things that are good and lovely and mm -hmm. pure and the things that the Lord has put uh, in us. He's not given us a spirit of fear, as 2 Timothy 1 7 says, but one of power, 
love and a sound mind. And so we need to rely on that in order to be able to move forward with the plans God has for us. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing. And as you look back, Anne, just talking about having six grandkids and um, busyness and schedules, and I know life probably looked a little bit different in raising your children with the lack of accessibility that we have now in comparison, but I'm sure there were still plenty of struggles and things that you faced. As you look back at your season of motherhood and maybe some of your most difficult seasons, what were the areas in your life where you felt, where you feel now, like you wish you had more courage or what areas taught you how to be the most courageous? Hmm. You know, um, going back to my faith, I wish I'd had a stronger faith in the early mm-hmm. years uh, with my children, although I was I did have them in church and volunteered at church. And so we did a lot of that. And we also I would spend time um, with the kids yeah. and we spoke a lot about the Lord. And so I put a good foundation in there. But if I had to go back and um think about how I wish I was more courageous as a young mother, I think it would be just in my area of my courageous faith, giving them even a better example of someone who was willing to step out and follow the Lord and not let my insecurities and my fears uh, keep me from pursuing God's calling on my life. It wasn't until I was in my 40s that I really, out of a crisis, really got so close to the Lord that I set all of those insecure, I was able to set all of those insecurities aside and follow God's calling on my life. And so that's led me over the last 10 years to birth the ministry Courage mm-hmm. for Life, to write the book Courage for Life and uh, the Women's Audio Bible. Yes. Congratulations, by also, the way. Those are huge yes, accomplishments. God, really, <laughs> God kind of made up for lost yeah. time in the last 10 years. We've been, we've been really tracking a lot. And so we're a discipleship ministry. But I think that was my biggest thing. I was not discipled when I was saved at mm-hmm. 19. And I didn't really understand what discipleship was. I didn't understand how... Um, how valuable reading God's word was and how it would have really helped to ground my children a little better in God's word at that time. Yet today, as a 40, 50 and and soon to be 60 Mm -hmm. year old, which is, it's kind of crazy to believe, but it goes so fast. I, um, I know the value of God's word. I know that starting my day in God's word changes my attitudes, my outlook, um, my amount of courage that I have to step out in faith throughout the day. And so I wish that would be one thing that I would probably change. I would incorporate more of God's word into uh, my children's lives and so that they had that foundation. And my grandchildren, they have that foundation now. And it's a beautiful thing to see how courageous and more self-confident my grandchildren are. And, and then what I was as a child and even what my two boys were as children and teenagers. Oh, I love that. I would ask you for people who are listening today and they're thinking, I have wanted to strengthen my relationship with the Lord. I know my children deserve that from me. They deserve a parent who is spiritually mature, who knows God's word and can pour that into my kids. But I 
either wasn't raised that way or I just feel like I'm so far gone from it. And I know that the desire is in my heart, which Mm -hmm. I believe means God is working already. If you're desiring God's word, he is active and present. But And I want it, but I just don't know how to get there or what to do. What would your encouragement be to that person? My encouragement would be to put God's word in your life on a daily basis. If you're in the car, you're putting your makeup on, um, listen to an audio Bible. Mm -hmm. God led us to produce the first fully female voiced audio Bible um, in back in 2017. And we now have it in both English and Spanish. And it's the Courage for Life audio Bible. You can download it on any Apple or Android device. It's a Tyndale New Living Translation is what we used. And we did that for many women that we work with or um, have been wounded by men. We work with incarcerated women, women that are battered and battered shelters and so forth. And so many of those women, a male voice is is very difficult sometimes for them to listen to or reminds them of their abusers. So that was our reason for creating that audio Bible. That's incredible. Our women and even our incarcerated men, but even all of the women and men that we disciple outside of the prison system love the female voice audio Bible. So whether it's a female voice, male voice, dramatized version or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would just say, find ways in your schedule to, to deposit God's word, to begin listening to it. It's easy to do in the car, you know, at home, wherever. Then the other way is to get a good study Bible. And that was really the purpose behind the Courage for Life study Bible for men and the Courage for Life study Bible for women is to create a Bible that is not only because it's New Living Translation easy to read, but also has helpful tools throughout and short Bible studies at the bottom of every single scripture page so that you can read God's word and then you have the backup to help you pray through it, interpret it, and apply it to your life in practical ways. There's so many components in these Bibles that will help you just digest it on a daily basis, whether you take a few pages a day, a few chapters a day, or read a whole book at a time, you're going to get so much out of it just because it is so user-friendly. Oh, that's wonderful. I I think that the in my opinion, the audio Bibles are so helpful, especially for busy people. Um, having the ability to put headphones in, you know, even if my kids are like playing and rowdy, yes. I can put headphones in and listen. And, you know, Anne, I am somebody who is very black and white. Like mm-hmm. I feel that if I don't do something all the way and in the perfect way, then it either can't be done or I don't deserve to do it or it just is, it's not going to satisfy in the way that I think it should. Yeah. And I feel like if anything, the enemy has really used that against me in my relationship with Jesus, because if I'm not praying super hyper intentionally one night, I feel like, well, I just, I'll do it tomorrow, you know, and then I miss that time with Jesus. Or if I'm not able to read a full book in a sitting, I feel like I'm falling short and I'm not dedicating enough time. So then I don't dedicate any time. And I have found how damaging and destructive that can be to my faith, the perfectionistic mindset. And so recently I've read a few books and just been studying the 1% shifts in the trajectory of your life. And so I'm implementing that into my Bible reading and it's been very good for me to where 
if I read two sentences and I didn't read anything yesterday, those two sentences Mm -hmm. are better than what I did yesterday. I moved up (laughs) in my, on my scale. (laughs) And, and so I've been reading a chapter a day, um, just going back through the gospels again. Mm -hmm. And if I want to read more, if I feel compelled to read more, I do. If I feel like my kids are running in and they need something and I read less, that's also okay. Yes. And so I just want to give other parents and busy people out there that freedom because I didn't live in that freedom for so long. I felt so obligated to do it only the right way or not do it at all. And it has stolen so much from my time and relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And in the past few months, implementing this 1% has completely changed things. And now I desire it more. Like I want it more Mm -hmm. because I'm having more of it and I feel the fruit. I see the fruit in my life. I feel the joy and the presence of God. And it's just been really helpful. So I would ask you, how do you study the Bible? Like when you go through, what are your favorite books to read or if you have a process? And this is, again, just for people who need really practical, specific examples in order to jump in. Okay. So how would I read the Bible? Well, my two favorite books, let me tell you right offhand, I have a lot of favorite books in the Bible, (laughs) but two of them are in the New Testament, John. I love the book of John. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also love the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. Mm, And I think what I love about Daniel, and I I really want to encourage young mothers uh, or mothers of any age to read the book of Daniel and then read it to their children, because we we heard of all of the different stories and accounts in Daniel as we were in Sunday school, as we were kids. But it's really an amazing book, especially those first six chapters that deal with all of the situations that Daniel went through as he was ripped out of Jerusalem, taken hundreds of miles away over to what's today modern day Iraq, but in Babylon, Mm -hmm. and he was put into the service of a, a pagan king. You can see his attitude, the way that he handles this tragic Um, very difficult situation and that he handles it with acceptance, with faith that God's going to care for him and make sure that everything's okay. So he, he keeps his faith, but he also is respectful to those who are in authority. So there's, he's 15 or 16 at the time. So you can tell he was well-grounded in his faith when he was taken, but there's so much, I think, that not only parents can learn about how we can establish that faith for our children and in our children so that they're prepared for that next phase of life, whatever may come. Mm-hmm. I think it's also really interesting for the young people, teenagers or even younger, to see the courage of a young man who took a very awful situation and came back out on top and God, God used him over and over again as an incredible witness of faith and, and courage. So I love those two books. The way that I like to read, I like to read a chapter by chapter through a book of the Bible. I, For years, I would just take my Bible to church and whatever the pastor was teaching on, whether it was a passage of some sort, and that, I would just go to that passage and I would you know, really kind of hone in on that. But I learned as I began reading God's word on a regular basis that if I read through an entire book, and John is a great book to start with, uh, there are several of them, any of the gospels are great to start with. Even Genesis, if you break it down, it's 50 chapters. So you want to be really careful not to overwhelm yourself because (laughs) there's a lot in Genesis, but it is so wonderful when you break it down. But any of those that I read chapter by chapter, it helps me put the whole 
story into context because these are authors that wrote from beginning to end. Like when Paul wrote a letter and that letter was read in front of a house church back in Rome or Corinth or wherever, it was read from beginning to end. They didn't stop or pick up in the middle or it was read over and over again from beginning to end so that you get the entire letter of what Paul is talking about. So that's the way that I love to read. And what I love about the Courage for Life Bibles is that even if you get a few pages in, and I think you're so right, Lindsay, we don't need to beat ourselves up because no matter what we get in, if we're listening in the car one day or we're reading a few pages the next day, God honors our efforts to be before him. I used to think I had to have my eyes closed and, you know, be in a quiet place for prayer. No, I'm talking to him all day long. If I'm driving in the car, if I'm anywhere that I am, I'm talking to the Lord. So I think we can like, again, we can be our own worst enemies. And like you said, I think it's beautiful to say if I get a few pages in and with the Courage for Life Bible, I've got like a, a devotional Bible study at the bottom of those two pages. I can get something for that very day. It's almost like my daily devotions uh, in the study mm-hmm. Bible. And I can have a takeaway that challenges me on the topics of forgiveness or gratitude or grace or you name it, you know, whatever is going on that may be a particular challenge for that day comes from these study Bibles. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I love to do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that it gives you an opportunity to journal. And I I think there's times where I walk away from scripture and I haven't felt like anything was personal to me, especially if I'm going through like lists of names, right? I'm like, okay, Lord, it's just sometimes it's obedience to just learn and understand the Bible with all of my mind. This is just wisdom. It's wisdom. It's understanding. It's genealogy, those things. But I do love when I also walk away. I've stopped guilting myself for not walking away with a takeaway is what I'm trying to say. But I do love walking away with a takeaway. And I love that there is an opportunity within the Bible to do that because I separately will typically journal Mm -hmm. and just journal my thoughts or what I feel like the Lord is speaking to me. It makes it more real and I seem to remember it more, which I think we do as a whole. And so having that within the Courage Bible, I feel like you then have the opportunity to go back and say, oh, this is what I pulled, especially next year. Mm-hmm. To be able to go back and say, this is what the Lord was teaching me here. Look at how much I've grown from this point. Yeah. So I really love that. Well, and I would ask you in closing, as you just think through this next year and what you pray over your readers, mm-hmm. what do you want the people who read Courage for Life Study Bible to gain and gather from it and to come back and say, oh, and this was so impactful because of this? For those who don't read the Bible on a regular basis, what my dream was, even in creating this Bible that took uh, myself, the Tyndale team, and I had uh, our team at Courage for Life, we all worked diligently on it. Mm -hmm. Our greatest desire, my greatest desire will always be that these Bible these Bibles allow readers to hunger and thirst for God's word, that they're they're enjoying and getting so much out of it that they just want more because God will draw you in and bring you to a place where you feel more courageous, you feel more hopeful, you feel more joy, um, you feel challenged. 
And so Mm -hmm. really to me, God's word is all about wisdom and guidance uh, that comes from the Lord. He'll speak to us through the Holy Spirit, but he speaks to us so often through his word. And so I really Mm -hmm. would love to see more and more people um, really finding joy and hope and encouragement in the word of God and feeling like, because so many people feel like they couldn't understand God's word if even if they read it. That was the mm-hmm. whole purpose behind the Courage for Life study Bibles is to give people the tools that they need to not only read and study God's word, but to apply it to their life in practical ways so that you begin to see life change in those areas of hope and encouragement and courage. Well, I want to thank you because I can only imagine the amount of effort and time that goes into creating a Bible. And I know you have a team diligently working with you, but Anne, that is, it's just so commendable in your heart and your vision and passion for Jesus that is so deep that all that you desire is for others to know him just Mm -hmm. as much more than they know your name, more than they know anything else. So I just commend you for your work and diligence. And it's so admirable to me. And I would love for my listeners to know where they can find you. I'll make sure to link everything. But if you have a main website or social platform, what is the best way that they can follow along with you? Well, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're, We're on all social channels just about. And they are at our Instagram and at our Facebook our tagline is God gives courage. Okay. So Ann White at God gives courage or courage for life at God gives courage. You can go and download the audio Bible on the Apple or Android device at the courage for life Bible. And you can also reach us at courageforlife.org. Um, we're a discipleship ministry. We love supporting people in their quiet um, opportunities to read and study God's word. And we just have, are constantly developing tools and techniques to help encourage discipleship. So we would love to hear from your audience and encourage them as they raise their children and work mm-hmm. to um, work to get closer, not only to God, but to bring others close to the Lord as well. Oh. Wonderful. And I'm so excited about this. I really am excited about this to share it with my listeners and my followers because I am constantly getting questions about one, how to study or easy books to read, like Bibles to read, because so many were not raised in the church or with any idea. And they read the Bible and they're like, Lindsay, what the heck does this say? (laughs) I don't understand. Yeah. To have something accessible is so wonderful. Um, But I just want to say thank you, Anne. Thank you so much for being here. It was so nice to meet you and to see your face. And I'm really excited for what you have in store. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. It's wonderful to be here. Look forward to seeing you again. Yes, I would love that. All right. And for my listeners, if you enjoy this conversation or if you gain anything from the Courage for Life Study Bible, please tag us. Let us know what you're gleaning, what God is teaching you, how Anne spoke to you today, and make sure to let others know. Share it with one friend or family member who could either get to know the Lord from this conversation or feel deepened or encouraged to continue pursuing their faith. We love you, and I will talk to you guys next week. Okay.